Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon and welcome to our sermon discussion. I am Michelle Lichty, and I am here with two people. Rob Iman and Brentley Jordan, um, and we are discussing their sermon, their um, their tandem sermon on Sunday. Yeah, what would you call it? <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> I, "What? How do I describe it?" <laughs> uh, their conversation. How about that? Their conversation on Sunday, yeah. um, entitled "Keep It Up," based on Colossians two verses six and seven. And I'm just going to read those verses because I thought it was a really great. Um, definition of discipleship um, and growing in Jesus. Uh, So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So the question is, why are we talking about discipleship now? Instead, I mean, we could be talking about it in the context of Colossians, um, going verse by verse, word by word. Uh, so why are we discussing this um, in the context in which we're discussing it right now? Great question. Yeah. Um, well, and, and again, you know, we all three wanted to address it to, to so you, we could display, you know, three different people with one message, three personalities right. with one message. So let's just clarify um, the three people because it wasn't yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. So it was David and supposed to be David and Rob and I, and, and it was Rob and I, uh, because poor David was struggling with some health things. Yes. Um, so, so the reason why we're talking about it is because as, as a church family, we, we talk about all the time, Jesus is King and we are his people. So as we seek to follow our King, um, it, uh, it makes sense for us to have a, um, you know, following our king means continually growing and following him more and more closely. So, mm-hmm. so we would like to have a path or a process makes it sound too artificial, but the more clear we can be, what does the path to continual growth um, look like? And so we want to lay out here, here's what we think a path for continual growth, grow, um, following Jesus more and more closely looks like. And so that's why we're laying out what we think is a path to continual growth in following Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I would even add that the, the word continual, I agree with that. I think it's uh, another word for that is healthy growth. You know, how can sure. we, uh, what is the path that while well, we can enter into? And quite honestly, uh, Michelle, part of this, as you well know, is that COVID has really done a shifting of things. And our congregation is significantly different now than it was three years ago. Mm-hmm. So part of this is to help all of us get back on the same page again, that we are mm-hmm. the covenant family and we do have certain ways that we do things. And one of the ways we do things is how we grow up in our faith in Jesus Christ. How do we continue to live out our faith in him? So uh, a reason for this sermon, and yes, even the sermon series, is to help bring unity to our rather almost ever shifting, uh, changing body now. Uh, mm-hmm. We're seeing stability returning now after COVID is kind of 
Is COVID in the rearview mirror? Who knows? <laughs> we hope. But, we can all hope and yeah, pray, right? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's helping out a healthy path or and, and also to help bring unity to the, the body that God's given us at this time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've, um, Brentley suggested this, right, as we were ta talking about um, what, where we were going to go in this sermon discussion. And I thought this was a great idea because one of the things when I was sitting in the uh, when I was watching the service um, online and I was taking my notes, I was thinking, okay, I agree. Yes, we need to grow in Jesus. And yes, um, you know, growth is messy. And our, our goal is interdependence as a body of Christ. And, you know, so I'm agreeing with all of these, all these concepts that we just, that you guys both discussed on Sunday morning. And then at the end, I'm thinking, but how do I do it? How, what's the next step? And so Brentley had this idea that we would talk about the um, about our calling and the six expressions of those of that call, calling, and then talk about how how does that what does that look like in our lives? So um, kind of the practical uh, piece that was somewhat missing on Sunday morning. So um, I'm going to start with uh, love Jesus. That's part one of our calling, and two expressions are to worship daily and weekly, and then to study scripture. So the question on the table is, how have you seen that um, those expressions lived out in your life, or how have you struggled to live, to see those lived out in your life? Yeah, great question. Yeah, I think that for me, um, uh, you know, worship is just a part of it and you know what does worship look like well we think about worship in the corporate sense of coming together with other people and singing songs and hearing scripture uh, read and prayed and uh, being encouraged in that way and it certainly is that uh, and that is an important part so even when I'm on vacation I'm away from covenant I'm traveling on ministry or whatever I want to find a body of believers that I can worship with um, to keep that pattern of every seventh day gathering with God's people to worship uh, sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes I struggle with the fact is I do this all the time. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, but but the idea is that the pattern is there. The pattern is there. And the other side is is the daily side of things. You know what? What do we do to worship Christ daily? Uh, for mm. me, it's a matter of um, uh, scripture. It's a matter of prayer. And it's a matter of prayerfully thinking through my day. Those are three things that, that I, I, I attempt to do every day. And I remember a, an article I read by Dallas Willard and, ah, oh, what was his name? Um, famous guy, Hayford, Jack Hayford, uh, who said that you don't have to have a shower every day. Uh, you don't have to spend two and a half hours in the Word and in prayer every day, but you do need to do it every now and then, you know. Uh, and that that helped me a lot to know that there are some days where my worship of Almighty God personally, privately, might be a handful of minutes, but I'm giving the time to the Lord. I'm setting it aside. There are other days when it's an hour and a half, two hours, and it's a, just a deeper time of just setting aside the world and, and entering in in that mm -hmm. private worship. Mm -hmm. How about you, Brentley? Yeah, I think when Rob was talking about weekly worship, it... it um, it drew to my mind the memory of just uh, um, there was a time. Uh, well, I, I, this could happen, you know, occasionally, um, uh, and it could still happen occasionally. When I enter into worship with the covenant family, I can enter into this mode 
that is, um, I'm a pastor, I'm a staff person, I have mm -hmm. some um, leadership role in this, so I'm evaluating, um, was that a good song choice? Was that announcement long, too short? Was it mm. the transition okay? So I'm, I'm evaluating each piece and, and, and I found I can get into the point where, where that, that's not worship for me mm. and, and I have to be disciplined to, to really see that as this, is a, this entering into worship with the covenant family, this is a valuable part of my spiritual growth. And I can't approach this with, um, you know, with all this checklist and evaluating the whole thing. There's times for that. But mm -hmm. I, more and more for my spiritual development, I want to enter into a worship service and, and, and I want to worship. I, I don't want to um, be thinking about who's doing what right or wrong, but I just want to move into the message of every song we're singing and mm -hmm. and think and talk to God in prayer, listen to the words that are preached. And um, it's in those times that that worshiping weekly really becomes worship for me. Um, but yeah. I, I need some self-discipline to make that happen rather than the default of going into evaluation as a staff person. Mode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think yeah. I think it's interesting that the uh, that evaluation as a staff person, I wrestle with that too. And I think that every one of us who walk in, whether we're on staff at Covenant or staff somewhere else or at home, we all walk in with these things. We may not be evaluating yes. what's going on specifically, but we walk in with these distractions that we carry with us that mm -hmm. we've got to let go of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think for me, um, one of the things that came out of our sun, our summer series on worship was the fact that worship is daily mm -hmm. and, and I worship God, not only by sitting in solitude and silence and, and reading scripture and coming to church. I also worship God by my actions, by my heart attitude. When I am making dinner, when I am driving to work, when I am um, interacting with my family, that is all worship yes. as long as my my heart attitude is correct is correct is um focused on god and and how can i um glorify god in this moment um so that was one thing that i kind of that i knew but really came home again in a deeper way i think from the summer series sermon series um and also for me studying scripture has been uh Man, I think I, I started really enjoying it in high school and kind of got away from it in my early 20s. And then um, in my late, later 20s, I was introduced to Bible Study Fellowship. And that really ignited for me a love of studying the scripture and seeing how God is at work um, throughout history and, you know, throughout the world's history and then also throughout my history um, and just seeing how his word is immensely practical today yes. in the life I'm living right now. Yeah. Michelle, I really, really, really appreciate what you just said, um, not just about scripture, but also about worship, because, um, you know, when, when I, when I emphasize the private time, when mm -hmm. we talk about every seventh day time, you know, we can unintentionally set up a, 
a separation between the secular and the sacred. Right. And what you are reminding us to do is to say, no, it's all sacred. And uh, I think about Brother Lawrence, who was who felt the Lord's presence and was worshiping him as deeply as he washed dishes as he did in the sacrament of the mass that we would mm-hmm. yeah. uh, And I, I think that the being, being able to, to carry with us the, the, the reality of the enveloping presence of the triune God at all times really helps, helps me in understanding more about what worshiping God is all about. It's not just a set-aside time. It is a set-aside life. Yes. Yes, it is. And so I know we could go on and on (laughs) about each one of these. And so I'm going to move us on to love his people. Second part of our calling. First part is love Jesus. The second part, love his people. And we see that expressed in two, in two ways, not separate, but in two ways Mm -hmm. um, that we use our gifts to serve the church family and we are involved in Christ-centered relationships. So, um, so Brentley, let's start with you. How have I you know. how have you seen these expressions um, in your life, and how have you struggled with these? Yeah, yeah. So in my in my better moments, I'm um, investing in Christ-centered relationships, and and what that does is it. It broadens my my perspective. It, it opens my eyes up and fixes my eyes on things other than people, um, mm-hmm. other than myself. Um, and that's both when I'm hearing about others' spiritual walk with the Lord, um, mm-hmm. that both challenges my own walk, um, but but it also encourages me and gives me opportunity to encourage others mm-hmm. and. And in those seasons where I'm not investing as much in Christ-centered relationships, my view gets very narrow, and I think about my own life, and um, and that just uh, it, I just become ingrown mm. um, and and lonely, and that's mm-hmm. um, it feels like sometimes that that's that you don't have margin in life to to invest in Christ-centered relationships, but when I don't make time for that that's when, I mean, I just feel myself getting unhealthy um, mm. because of that lack of interaction with mm-hmm. other people and their walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing in the sense of, um, you know, I think we all go through cycles or, or, you know, rhythms of this, you know, sometimes it's really going great. Sometimes it's not going great. And we go through different uh, seasons of life too, don't we? Right. Where, uh, it just gets hard for whatever reason. Um, you know, twins were just born into your world. You know, whatever <laughs> the case might be. Uh, you just lost your job and you're trying to get your feet. You know, to, to be able to, to, to carve out the time to meet is difficult, but the relationships continue as others come alongside of you. So I think that uh, we go through seasons where it's easier to do than others, but it's always necessary. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't help but think about, you know, how, how the two are connected. Because, Brentley, you're talking about Christ-centered relationships, but also serving the church body. Uh, when, when we take the time to be with others, and when we take the time to use the resources God has given us, our intellect, our finances, uh, our skill with whatever it is, electrician, whatever, when we take the time to do that and to serve, in particular, the church, the, 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 the body of Christ, um, it does expand our world. 
And mm. when I give in that way, even when I give, you know, you're supposed to give with love, not grudgingly or under compulsion. But yes. even when you start grudgingly or under compulsion, a change happens inside of me. Mm. So rather than wait until my I'm right on the inside to say, mm -hmm. yes, now I'm ready to meet with others and have Christ-centered relationships, or now I'm ready to serve, you know, just I've learned to dive in and I watch what happens inside of me mm -hmm. as God does a miraculous thing and changes my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say, too, that I think in our culture, current American culture, we have somewhat of an emphasis on using our gifts, using our strengths um, for God's glory, and which is right and good. And I would say probably the the moments in my life when, when I've grown the most is when I've said, I see a need, this isn't my passion, but I'm going to serve anyway. Yes. Um, that has also been a huge time of growth for me. Um, so, you know, I, I taught my children at home for 16 years and uh, 14 years. And I, um, and so I was like, I don't, I don't really feel a need to be teaching kids or being with kids at church, right? You know, I'm with my kids all the time. And there are other moms who have kids in public school who maybe want to be with their children, um, you know, you know, at, on Sunday mornings or in the evening and during the week. Um, but there was a big need in the nursery. And I said, okay, I'm going to step in and I will be in the nursery. Um, and, and, God grew me through that, mm -hmm. you know, even yeah. though my, you know, my passion and my desire was to teach um, Bible study and to lead Bible study. And I had an opportunity to do that um, at the same time as I was also, I, I think there's something special about the sacrifice mm -hmm. of, there's something special about serving in your gifting area. And there's something special about the sacrifice of serving maybe to meet a need in an area where you're maybe not like all that excited about, or you mm -hmm. know, that's not where your strengths are. So yeah, that's a really good point, Michelle. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that, that plays out in so many things about so often, uh, especially in our Western culture, I've seen books on spiritual growth that deal with, you know, uh, these wonderful assessment programs that, that allow you to find exactly what you're good at and exactly what you like so that you can totally craft your own experience of spiritual growth. I'm like, well, I'm not so sure, <laughs> you know, because because it's the hard things. I mean, we grow in suffering. We grow in struggle. It's the it's the difficulty that brings out the character in us. And so uh, to look for those opportunities to serve that may be outside of our comfort zone or to look for those ways to grow that are outside of our comfort zones. Yeah, I mean, God leads us in that way all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just also want to point out one more thing about this, about, uh, you know, loving his people and these two expressions. Um, so serving and Christ-centered relationships. And Christ-centered relationships, I mean, that can feel very risky if you are, like, not used to going deep with someone or asking someone about what's God doing in your life. Like, that can feel like a very scary question to ask. Um and I think when we choose to serve in the body of Christ, 
we're rarely serving alone. We're mm. usually serving with other people. And, and serving alongside of someone can help break down those barriers so that maybe the risk isn't quite so great to ask that question and can develop into a Christ-centered relationship. So I think there's an overlap in there too, where yes. we can develop those Christ-centered relationships with the people we serve um, in a very unique and, and edifying way for both, for both of you or for the team or for the community that's serving together. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that we don't have to add another layer of activity to getting Christ-centered relationship. Yes. Just take relationships you currently have yeah. and uh, yeah. go deeper with them. And, you know, one of the simplest questions to ask is, how's your soul today? Mm. I see something in your face that I just can't interpret. How are you doing? You know, and then that just opens a way, you know, and it just, it, anyway, yeah, we could spend a lot of time on this one too, couldn't we? We yeah. could. I know, we can. Um, so let's, so our calling is to love Jesus, love his people and pour out his love on the world. And so two expressions, there's many expressions of all three of these, mm -hmm. but two expressions that we're talking about this fall are to um, love our literal neighbors and to make a difference in the world. Um, so how have we seen those aspects um, of our calling lived out or how have we struggled with those? Yeah, wow. I, I think, you know, the challenge in our culture to get to know our neighbors, um, that's that's just an ongoing challenge because, again, mm. the, the default, the natural thing is neighbors no longer know each other. Uh, their mm. lives are all separate. You just see people entering into their garages and then you, you don't see them or interact with them. Um, so I that is I've appreciated the continual nudge to what can we do to be intentional with our neighbors. Um, mm -hmm. And I've seen um, there are places in my life where I've stepped out and done that. And every time I've stepped out and done that, um, I have been glad I did. Um, and, and there's many times where I haven't stepped out and, and I wished I had. Um, uh, so I, I definitely see that that going well sometimes and not so well other times. Um, I, I realize, you know, one way in which I, I've stepped out to make a difference in the world um, that second expression is uh, through getting involved with CASA. Mm. And, and I realize in that, you know, I, I believe I'm making a difference in people's lives. Um, and I see how that's a part of my own spiritual growth. Because mm. I see what the Lord is doing in my own heart as I step into uncomfortable situations, uncomfortable conversations, um, and, and I believe that the Lord is making a difference, that using me to make a difference, but he's also grow forming me as, as I'm doing that. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, I love his design that he is uh, continually, will continually form us and he'll be using us in the process. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's a really good word, isn't it? That all of life is a uh, spiritually forming moment. Yeah. And, um, the way we choose to align ourselves with God's pattern and process and path is it makes a big difference in how well we are formed in His image. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, for me, I think that um, I just had a brain stoppage there because I was going to, I didn't want to start with make a difference in the world, but wait, uh, I wanted to start with the other one. 
which I can't love, think of. Love your, love your literal, literal neighbors. neighbors. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll say it in unison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love your literal neighbors. You know, it is, it is, uh, we're entering a season like right about October, November, it's getting really hard because mm -hmm. everybody kind of scrolls back into their house again. Uh, right now, it's just beautiful. And what Ann and I are doing um, is we take, we try to take a nightly walk. And mm. uh, whenever we see somebody else out, we want to just try to engage them in some way. We know most of the names and the folks on our street, and so we can engage them by name. And um, we can, we just, just to find out if there's a, if there's a connection. And sometimes it turns into a 20 minute conversation. Sometimes it's a very quick hello, but it's a connection that we make. Mm -hmm. um, and then to try to invite some folks over to the backyard uh, sometime for a cup of tea or something else like that. But we're not, uh, we're not going big and deep in this. We, okay, quite honestly, we don't have a ton of time, uh, free time to invite people over and to, to do things like that. So we're looking to be as creative as we can just to make mm -hmm. relationships. It's been really cool because as, as we take walks, and so just a recent story was, we, um, you know, we say hi to different folks and there's one family that we say hi to. I don't want to use names online, but right. I was out. <laughs> I, I was out all decked out of my gear, trying to get rid of a, of a, of a, of a mud wasp nest that was in the side yard. That one of my neighbors was walking her dog. And so it was a 30 minute conversation that we ended up with. Hmm. Uh, just a delightful conversation, but it, we had the conversation because of the times that Ann and I and Michael would stop and say hi to her family along the way. Mm -hmm. And it just opened up all kinds of things. And so, um, uh, you know, loving our literal neighbors is, is something we can do and it doesn't have to be a program. It can just be simply being aware and taking a few moments to say hi along the way. And I mm -hmm. want to add not just the neighbors we live next to, which is what our emphasis is, but also the neighbors that we have on our route. Remember mm. uh, right. and his thing about uh, you know, the route we take every day, wherever that goes to look for our neighbors there. So yeah. that's, a, that's an important part for me. And then making a difference in the world. I always used to think about, you know, huge things, but we don't have to do these huge things. We right. can make a difference in the world by serving anywhere um, and that's outside of our own route and, um, and helping out um, yeah. specific, in some specific way. And I think that is one area that Covenant family is so great at yes. that we just don't even know um, how many different places people from the Covenant family are serving in the greater Lafayette area, in the in the um, greater church body, um, you know, whether they're serving on mission boards or um, or serving on a local charity board. Um, Salvation Army and all kinds of other things. Yeah, too. exactly. Um, our Covenant thought. family is really committed to this. And I just want to shout out to all of you in our Covenant family who are um, already making a difference in this world. Yeah. One life at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, whether it's through CASA, whether it's through foster parenting, whether it's through Salvation Army or, you know, Lafayette Crisis Urban Ministries, pregnancy. Crisis Pregnancy Center. I mean, there's just so, so many different ways. Um, and yeah, that Isaiah is what... I mean... Right, Isaiah 117, exactly. I, um, I, this is one area where I kind of... I won't say kind of, I will just say I am a little bit deficient and a lot deficient in, um, I, you know, my husband and I are committed to, 
to financially supporting several missionaries, um, which is important. And since moving here, <laughs> I've been here for five years, but it feels like I moved here yesterday because COVID, I feel like so, I've lost so many years with COVID. Um, no. So this, as we're discussing this, I'm like, this is one area I really need to work on or think about or pray about like, God, where would you have me in this community? Um, and I will say we just last year, we moved to a new neighborhood and, um, so loving our literal neighbors, I took a screenshot of the Google map of our street so that when we walked around to meet our neighbors, we brought, I made a bunch of homemade cookies and I walked oh, around man. to meet our neighbors <laughs> and I, go. So, so I could write down their names on the houses because otherwise I wasn't going to remember any of their names. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and because, you know, it's just, I think one of you said, like, we just appreciate the reminder, the continual reminder to, to, to reach out to the neighbors. And I also appreciate that. Um, you know, just the summer, one day after work, I just, I saw one of my neighbors out. She's not out very much. She's older. She has a hard time hearing another neighbor was chatting with her and I thought, okay, I'm just going to go over and I'm just going to say hi for five or 10 minutes. Um, just to say hi, because she's out now and I need to go in and make dinner, but I, it can wait 10 minutes. Right. Um, and just this week, in fact, uh, one of my neighbors at Christmas time, I, I did the same thing. I took, um, just to our immediate neighbors, I took a plate of Christmas cookies and one of our immediate neighbors is behind us. Um, on the other street. And so I took them cookies. And just this week, um, they're an older couple and the aunt or the niece drove her aunt over um, shortly after I took the cookies with a gift to say, thank you so much. We so appreciate this. And I went out and said hi to the aunt. I can't even remember their names because I don't have my cheat sheet with me. Mm. Um, but this week, the, the niece and aunt came over again to, and she said, you know, I just wanted to let you know that my uncle died. And mm -hmm. I, I was so grateful because I wouldn't have known if they hadn't come to tell me. And mm -hmm. so now I'm, now I'm considering and praying like, okay, so what is my next step? Now that I yeah. know this information, what do I need to do? And I think probably I'm going to just walk over some dinner tonight. Um, just a, a little meal for her. Um, that that will be one step that I take. Yeah. Um, so, so it's it's kind of interesting to me how um, when I take the first step, then there's a reciprocal response. Not always, mm -hmm. but someone appreciates it, and there and then there's a reciprocal response. Um, but I just just keep taking the first step saying hi on the walks right yeah i you know I, in wakanda in my in illinois when we lived in illinois our tradition was to bake homemade brownies and pass them out to our neighbors at halloween and um and that was always a great time because people were coming to their door anyway and so um, it was a great time to connect with neighbors so there's just some fun small things that we can do that can make a big difference Mm -hmm. make a big difference in this culture i mean we are becoming as i think it was Brentley talking about the garage doors that open and close without any right. remote control and all that and 
um, our cell phones that keep us in our own world. I've seen so many pictures of people sitting side by side staring at their phones. And so our ability to communicate mm. and connect with other people is really atrophying right now. And so any way that we can reach out, people are hungry for it. They're hungry for community. Mm. They're hungry mm. for friendship. They're hungry for personal touch. And um, we can do that. It's very simple. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big program. It can simply just be reaching out. You know, bring them into your house or just connect with them in some way. And that's can yeah. be scary, but it's also very easy to do. Yeah, it is. And we'll be talking about all of these six expressions more deeply in the next in the coming weeks as we're going to be talking about them. Um, this was just kind of a quick overview. I'm not sure how quick it really was, but <laughs> well, <was> about 40 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I hope not. Brentley, any last thoughts? Oh, well, I love, I mean, just in what, in what we demonstrated uh, in this last half an hour, um, this is such a healthy thing. This conversation for us to be having with our brothers and sisters in Christ, let's, let's talk to each other about how we're doing in these expressions um, hmm. because we are all helped when we open these things up and we encourage one another along and we ask about these things. Um, so let's, let's have this kind of conversation all over our church family. I think mm. that's healthy and important. Yeah. Great. I would agree with that. And I would also add that as we're having those conversations, as we go about our day-to-day -day tasks, let's be aware that Jesus really is real, that his mm. Holy Spirit does indwell us, that as we respond to him, his life flows through us without limit. There is a resource we have that goes beyond mm. what we might ever really consider or conceive of. And so allow ourselves, I was just talking to one person today who talked about how the Holy Spirit was nudging her to do something, and she did it, and this is what happened. Let's just listen to the Spirit, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. let Him be the one to guide us along the way, because it's it's quite the adventure. It is the adventure of Jesus. This is one of my last uh, notes from the sermon. Jesus is the one at work in us and through us. Mm -hmm. um, so praise be to God for that. Well, thank yeah. you, Amen. Rob and Brentley. Thank you both for joining me today. And thank you to our audience, whether you've joined us live on Facebook or later on our blog or on our podcast. We are grateful for the few minutes that you took with us today, or the extended few minutes that we took. <laughs> so thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Take care, everyone. See you, everyone.